This podcast may contain coarse language. Listener's discretion is advised. Also, this podcast will obviously contain spoilers for Demon Slayer. Please beware, listen at your own risk. Welcome to the Demon Slayer Podcast. I'm your host, VLORGTZ, and with me today I have Laser Kid. Hello, people of Earth. Laser, what what are we doing today? What are we gracing the listeners with? I think we're talking about a a, a, a spinoff. Yeah, yeah, we we are talking about a spinoff, but not just any spinoff. It's Demon Slayer Stories of Water and Flame. But for this episode, we're merely focusing on the water part. You gotta parch that thirst. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, indeed. So, for those not familiar with this uh, set of stories, it is a collection by author Ryoji Hirano, uh, the mangaka behind Boze Beats, Um, And he essentially does his own take on the Demon Slayer Hashira cast, primarily Giyu and Rengoku, hence the water and flame part. Uh, And since these are very, like, isolated stories, we thought it kind of makes sense to kind of do them as separate episodes. So this episode will be on the Giyu story, and the other episode after this will be on the Rengoku story. Hooray, two episodes of one volume. Hooray! We have content! <laughs> yes, we, we need to have some content in this Demon Slayer drought. Come on, Short come on, you table. Give, give, give us something to talk about. We're, we're dying here. We're starving. We, we need some food. We need, we need some good, good food. Well, thankfully, I'd say this provided. Yeah, I mean, I really like these stories, and I guess to get into the Giyotomioka story, it focuses on Giyu as alongside Shinobu as well. Uh, going to a northern mountain to investigate a potential demon situation. And when they get there, they meet this young woman named Yai, who uh, claims her father was killed by a man-eating bear. But as they kind of learn more about the situation, they realize that, oh wait, her father was actually a demon. And they have to kind of deal with the fact that, uh... You thought it was a bear, but it was me, Tio. <laughs> basically I mean they basically are facing the situation where a guy is gonna try to like save her father and like they're trying to make her realize like oh wait you can't exactly save your dad he's already too far gone he is already dead yeah so it's basically a lot of it is kind of just that confrontation with the father and that's something I kind of forgot about like uh Hirano's artwork is that they are very heavily focused on kind of like uh, the expressions and like actions of characters within their artwork. Uh, it's a lot more art heavy than like an average Demon Slayer chapter. Yeah, no, I definitely noticed that it was it was a lot more art heavy, but it was fun. It was really good. I really liked the the scenes with the totally it's a bear. I swear, <laughs> totally it's a bear. I swear. <laughs> Yeah, it's totally a bear, you guys. Totally. Uh, But, you know, that looked really nice. And um, it was also cool to, you know, see the Demon Slayers in action, as always. But I also really like seeing the the, uh, 
camaraderie going on there. Yeah, I mean, I feel like there aren't many instances in the main manga where we kind of see, for one, Giyu and Shinobu interact, let alone both of them interacting in isolation from Tanjiro and the others. Yeah, no, and honestly, I loved seeing Shinobu being like, you don't know how to talk to people, and she's totally right. <laughs> he really doesn't. Like, he's so, like, uh, kind of stoic in his behavior. Like, even when he's, like, trying to, like, sympathize with Ye, it's, like, coming off more, like, uh, aggressive and authoritative rather than, like, helpful. You need to let it go. She, they're, they're dead. Your dad's dead. Just, just deal with it. Just go walk it off. <laughs> yeah. And, like, um, I do like, um, near the end of that, like, second part here where Gyu is the one confronting then the demon father and afterwards, like, you kind of see that kind of break of emotion then when, like, Yai is attempting to, like, shoot herself. And it's a really nice, like, contrast to show that, like, Gyu might have this very, like, kind of emotionless expression a lot of the time. But he is genuinely trying to help these people. There's a reason he's a Hashira. Oh, yeah. No, he definitely cares a lot about what he's doing. He just can't necessarily express it. Yeah. And, like, the, the whole part where he's saying to Yai, like, uh, he thinks like her father's dying words was uh, to live on, like that. That was a sweet moment. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and it's like I, I like that. Uh, they kind of give you a bit of context to like where this potentially takes place in the story. So like, by the end of the uh, chapter, you learn that like this is a little bit after when he's first met Tanjiro and Nezuko. So it's kind of cool to see like how that interaction has affected his mindset since oh yeah i think it was uh shinobu mentions like um Giyu has always been sort of cold but like he was sh or she was surprised that like uh he was a bit more considerate to yai in the situation absolutely and i i thought that was interesting but and then she asked him what what, what changed you on that way and it's like oh gee i wonder just the purest of boys being introduced into his life Casually changing lives, just being around. Yep, the true power of Tanjiro. That's his true breathing form. Yep. I mean, we've seen what his soul looks like. It's nice and pretty in there. <laughs> exactly. One thing I'm kind of disappointed about is, like, there isn't too much action from Shinobu in this story. No, she, she's kind of back up. But it is nice to see her, but you're right. She doesn't do a whole, whole lot. Yeah, she's she's mainly there, I guess, for moral support. <laughs> well, I mean, it works. Yeah, it works. How do you feel about like the art style overall? Because at first I felt like it's kind of tough adjusting from like Gotage's art style to this, but it kind of works after a while. Kind of worked. Like honestly, it, at first I was like, "What is going on?" But I very quickly just kind of fell into it. Yeah, because I feel like there are touches of like go to gay's style in Hirano's own artwork but like it is like definitely a lot more uh i guess softer and detailed oriented compared to go to gay but it, it works though because especially since like uh Hirano, i think especially specializes in like these very kind of like lush like wild environments so kind of having this story focused on like a kind of snowy mountain area really works to, I think, their strengths as, a, as an artist. Definitely agree with that. It, it it evoked a lot of memories of that, you know, initial start of the story. 
Yeah, like one page I really like is um the one where there's the flashback with Yai about like her house like burning down and like you see that like bear that she's dreaming of and like just the, the way it's paneled here where like you see all these like dark colors like around like the light and then the bear comes into view and it's like this like just huge figure that's just like lighting up the entire panel it's a really cool touch on how it's like composition it's also just like really scary bear because it's like literally biting off an arm yeah yeah but it was just really well set up i definitely enjoyed it as well yeah i feel like uh one other thing is that there's a lot of animals in this book in general yeah there's a lot of little i mean it, it fits the background you know uh yeah he's a hunter as it were and so was her father it is definitely something I noticed, like, in Harano's work in general, too. Because, like, uh, his series that he did for Jump, Boze Beats, uh, the main character in that was, like, a kid that was raised by, like, wolves in the wilderness. So, like, uh, Yai kind of having, like, this dog companion is, like, really kind of uh, reminiscent of that in a way. Yeah, I could see it. Yeah, so it's a nice little touch to kind of their, their past work. And I think overall, I really enjoy this story as kind of a nice, like, little expansion on Tagu's character. Um, though I, I do feel bad for that dog. That poor dog. That poor dog. That was sad. Mm, clearly, the Demon Slayer world is like JoJo. Dogs can't live happy. No, no. See, you know, dogs just make things too happy, so we have to. They have to do something about it. That's the problem. Yeah. It's a it's a real shame. It is. Yeah, I mean, I, I one other thing I want to mention is like I do like the uh, little comments by Harano in between each chapter. Yeah, yeah, it gives you like a nice little insight on like what like they were thinking, like the one at the uh, end of like the story completely where they're like uh, initially I think in the published version Jump, Gyu tells Shinobu like we are Hashira. Um, but in the manga, of course, like, he's kind of at odds with the fact that, like, he's a Hashira and just considers himself a Hashira. So, like, he said, like, um, he rephrased it to be, like, Gyo was telling Shinobu, like, um, we are in the position of Hashira, which requires us to be strong. Kind of interesting to see kind of their thought process on, like, correcting these types of things. Yeah, absolutely. But it makes sense. It, it, it fits both, you know, what he was going for and what was previously established it was it was a good clarification yeah and then like the other one was i think was talking about like the matagi which are like an organization of hunters and i think we saw like uh some hints of them being around the demon slayer world in the main story but i don't think they really ever explained like what exactly they are no i i i definitely didn't remember too much about them i just kind of had to infer yeah but like it, it's nice seeing like that there are other aspects to the demon slayer world because like Obviously, the Demon Slayers are hunting demons, but, like, there's gonna be hunters that hunt other creatures, and the Demon Slayers themselves are not even a, quote-unquote, like, official organization of the government. Nope. And we, we knew that when they got chased onto the train. Hey, you! You're not supposed to have Zorns! Yeah, so it's, it's interesting kind of seeing these aspects of the world that, like, you don't really see in Demon Slayer, because Demon Slayer is very much focused on the Demon Slayer core in Chanjiro. Yeah. Yeah, so I think overall, I, I find this to be a very uh, interesting expansion on the Demon Slayer world. I agree. It was very 
it's not it, it, like legitimately not a lot happens, but it's interesting to see it in play. It's interesting to see, you know, Shinobu and uh, Gyu interact with each other and, you know, play off of each other. You get a little bit more detail on there of the two stories. This is probably the weaker one, but it's not bad at all. I mean, it's hard to beat Rengoku feels. Let's be honest here. You can't beat Rengoku feels. It's just impossible. And they, it, we'll cover when we get there. But oh, the Rengoku feels will be real. Yeah, I mean, oh man, I can already feel myself crying right now. I'm not ready. I'm, I'm, I'm just not ready. Is one ever ready for Rengoku? I don't think they are. I, I don't think it's possible to be ready for Rengoku. Yeah, it'd be pretty difficult. Yeah, the one other thing I want to mention is I, I like that Hirano draws out all the Hashira in like near the end of the second chapter. It's like, oh, we don't get to see all of these guys in this volume, but it's at least cool that... uh. That they have their own unique drawings. Yeah, it is neat to see them all all there, even if it's, you know, just a little panel. Marichiro's, I think, is the best because, like, it's him chilling with a bunch of cats. <laughs> yeah. It's such a jarring contrast to you from Uzui, who's just next to him with his tongue out, just doing, like, the let's go move. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's too perfect. 10 out of 10 drawing. 10 out of 10. Would 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 not, would want drawn again? Yeah, I mean, with that said, uh, go read the story. It's good, and we'll talk about the next story in the next episode because they're drawing this out. I guess. I mean, it's drawn that way. Yeah, exactly. See, it makes sense. It, it totally makes sense. Well, you are drawn to another episode of the Demon Slayer podcast because you want to find out what happens in the next story. Okay, I'm gonna stop. <laughs> Find out on the next episode of the Demon Slayer podcast. Well, now that we've done our uh, 90s Funimation dub. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, uh, Laser, where can people find you? Uh, people can find me on Twitter at LaserKid Prime. Uh, and you can find me regularly on the Toonami Faithful podcast. Uh, as well as my uh, Tunami-focused editorials on Tunami Faithful itself. Awesome. Um, as for myself, you can find me on Twitter at VLORDGTZ, and I write various things for MangaMavericks.com, as well as TunamiFaithful.com. So check out my writing over there, and then I do a bunch of podcasts besides this one, uh, all of which you can now find on the Demon Slayer podcast feed, except for like one or two of them. Uh, so to start off with the big ones here, we have the Oversoul Shaman King podcast at Shaman King Pod, the Dumb Weebs podcast at Dumb Weebs Pod, Saturday Night Shoggy at Saturday Night Shoggy, and then outside of the uh, Demon Slayer podcast universe at this point, uh, we have the Toonami Faithful podcast over at Toonami Podcast, and uh, yeah, just go check out those, and uh like and review our podcast on your podcast platform of choice and uh, just enjoy the episodes like we're on basically every podcast platform at this point as well apple podcast spotify pod bay you name it if there's a platform we're not on but you want us to be on let us know and we'll see what we can do to get us on your preferred platform but that does it for this episode so we will see you guys later